Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is flatus. It's something that we're all familiar with and, in most cases, embarrassed by. You're probably wondering, what is it that I'm talking about? It's gas. Well, it might be common, the majority of people don't want to have it. So what can you do to reduce it, and can you prevent it? The formation of gas in your intestines is a normal part of the digestive process. Gas in your stomach results from swallowing air when you eat or drink. Your body gets rid of this type through burping. Gas can form in your large intestines when the bacteria that live there ferment carbohydrates, such as fiber, some starches, and some sugars, that aren't digested by your small intestines. The bacteria can consume some of this gas, but the rest is released when you pass gas from your anus. This is known as flatus. Most people pass gas up to 20 times a day. Common signs of having gas are burping or passing gas. However, if gas gets trapped or isn't moving well through your digestive system, you can have pain in your stomach. Sometimes this pain might feel like cramps or a knotted feeling. You can also have bloating, which is a feeling of fullness or pressure in your abdomen, and distension, which is an observable increase in the size of your stomach. Usually having intestinal gas isn't a sign of a medical problem. You should see a doctor if you have it, and bloody stools, change in the consistency of your stools, change in the frequency of your bowel movements, weight loss, constipation or diarrhea, and persistent or recurrent nausea or vomiting. If you have prolonged abdominal pain or chest pain, then you should go to the nearest emergency room. Some things are more likely to cause gas, such as high-fiber foods, which are beans, peas, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. It's important to note that you need to consume fiber to keep your digestive tract healthy and to help regulate blood sugar and cholesterol levels. You're more likely to experience gas if you drink carbonated beverages, eat too quickly, drink through a straw, chew gum, suck on candies, or talk while chewing. You're also more likely to have gas if you consume sugar substitutes or artificial sweeteners, such as sorbitol, mannitol, and xylitol. In addition, fiber supplements containing xylem, such as Metamucil, may increase gas production. Some medical conditions can increase gas, bloating, or gas pain. Chronic conditions like diverticulitis, ulcerative colitis, or Crohn's disease are more likely to result in more gas production. If you have an increase or change in the bacteria that reside in your small intestines, you can have increased gas. If your digestive system can't break down and absorb certain foods, such as dairy products or gluten, you can experience gas. If you're constipated, it's harder for your body to pass gas. If an underlying medical condition causes your gas and gas pain, 
the primary goal of treatment is to manage that disorder. For all other types, it's treated with diet changes, lifestyle modifications, and over-the-counter medicines. An essential step is to keep a diary of your diet and symptoms. This will help you to figure out what is causing your gas. It can be a good idea to reduce or eliminate high-fiber foods, such as beans, onions, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, artichokes, asparagus, pears, apples, peaches, prunes, whole wheat, and bran. Try avoiding these foods for a couple of weeks and then gradually adding them back in. You just want to make sure during this time period you're still consuming enough fiber so you don't end up constipated. Your doctor can guide you with this. Also reduce dairy products. Try lactose-free dairy products or take milk products supplemented with lactase to help with the digestion. Remove sugar substitutes from your diet or try a different substitute. Since dietary fat delays the clearance of gas from the intestines, cutting back on fried or fatty food may help. Avoid or reduce your intake of carbonated beverages. If you use a fiber supplement, talk to your doctor about the amount and type of supplement that is best for you. To help prevent constipation, drink water with your meals and throughout the day. There are other things that you can try to reduce the amount of gas you have. Since many of the foods that can cause gas are part of a healthy diet, eat smaller portions to see if your body can handle them without creating excess gas. A vital step is to eat slowly and chew your food thoroughly. Don't gulp drinks and avoid straws. Also, avoid chewing gum and sucking on hard candies. If you wear dentures, make sure they fit correctly, or you could be swallowing excess air when you eat. Since cigarette smoking can increase the amount of air you swallow, avoid it. Be sure to get regular exercise because this reduces the risk of constipation. There are several different medicines that you can take to help with gas. Alpha-galactosidase, such as Beano, help break down carbohydrates in beans and other vegetables. For it to work, you take the supplement just before eating a meal. Lactase supplements like Lactaid help you digest the sugar in dairy products, lactose. Simethicone, also known as Gas-X, breaks up the bubbles in gas and may help it pass through your digestive system. Activated charcoal, or Actidose Aqua, is taken before and after a meal to help reduce symptoms. However, the benefits of this aren't clear and it may interfere with your body's ability to absorb medications. Also, it can stain your mouth and clothing due to its dark color. It's impossible to prevent all gas completely. However, by following the dietary changes and lifestyle modifications that we just discussed, you will reduce your chances of having to deal with large amounts of gas and gas pain. Since these are the two primary concerns for most people, this can be beneficial. No one wants to deal with gas, but they especially don't want to deal with gas pain. By following the steps we just covered, you'll significantly reduce your chances. If you have any questions or concerns about Flatus, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit Cleveland Clinic's Gas and Gas Pain page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go.
Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.